0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Betting Pros podcast. I am your host, Dan Harris. Find me on Twitter at DanHarris80. It is time to talk about our best bets for week seven. And here to do that with me is Ian McMillan over at BetSided. Find him on Twitter at IanMacBets. That's Ian. Thanks for popping on the show again. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you now. I, I do want to ask, because I know the last time you were on, which was for the early look-ahead lines, you had mentioned that you are betting every single NFL game this year. I want to know how that's going for you so far.
1: It's going way better than I ever could have imagined, to be completely honest. I uh, never would have expected I got off to this hot of a start, but I'm 63-31 and 31 for up uh, 29.92 units. So oh my easy God. the best start I've ever had in any <laughs> betting you know, betting any sport ever. So uh, it's definitely not going to keep up. I'm not going to hit it close to 70% all season, but I'll enjoy while it lasts.
0: All right. Well, hopefully it doesn't end until after this week, at least You can get <laughs> yeah, out some good right. advice here. Are you just betting spreads, by the way, or are you betting totals or anything else?
1: Spreads, totals, and uh at least one moneyline underdog oh one as well, gosh. which I've I've actually done. I think I'm like eight and one with my moneyline underdog picks. So that those uh that helps quite a bit when when you're heading at that rate with those right.
0: moneyline underdog um, ones. Yeah, no doubt. All right. Well, hopefully you have a moneyline underdog for us today. Uh, but let's get into it again. This is our three best bets for the weekend spreads, totals, or moneylines, as Ian said. Uh, and then we're just gonna quickly run through any of the games that we didn't touch on. Before we do, let's get into the latest offer from BetMGM. This whole podcast is brought to you by BetMGM and new customers can bet $10 and win $200 if the team they bet on scores a touchdown this weekend in the NFL. Again, $10, win $200 in free bets from BetMGM for new customers when you sign up here with our code JUICE100. Again, daily juice. That is our daily podcast hosted by Matt Peralt. JUICE100 is the code. And that is available in New Jersey, Colorado, Indiana, West Virginia, Tennessee, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Virginia, Iowa, Washington, D.C., Arizona, and Wyoming. In addition, we are giving away a signed Saquon Barkley jersey. It is real easy to enter for that giveaway. Just leave a review, honest review, whatever you want to say here for this show over on Apple Podcasts or CastBox, and then go to bettingpros.com slash review. If you are subscribed to our YouTube channel over at youtube.com slash bettingpros, that's three times the entries, and also you get a lot of good stuff, including a props video, my weekly video that I just dropped right before, which should probably come out shortly after you uh, listen to this podcast. All right, before we get into Ian's uh, unstoppable picks, I I suppose, let's very briefly recap last week. Our guest, Benny Ricciardi, went 2-1. He hit on the Bengals' length 3.5 to the Lions, and he hit on the Cowboys' length 3.5 to the Patriots, even though I'm going to say that I still think that that was obviously the wrong side, and I was leaning the other way. He did miss, though, on the Chiefs and the Washington football team over 54.5. I also went 2-1, another positive day, hit on the Bengals and Lions under 47.5, the Vikings laying 1.5, to the Panthers. I did miss on my favorite bet of the week, admittedly, which was the Browns laying three to the Cardinals. Uh, I will say that now puts me. It is not quite uh, an Ian McMillan level, but it puts me at twelve and four so far uh, on this podcast. Five consecutive winning weeks. So we got a lot of things going in our favor, Ian. Let's let's hope that we can keep going. It is a tougher slate, obviously, with all the bo- with all the buys. Pardon me. Um, but remember, we're going to be using bettingpros.com. Uh, lines i'll note when there are differences and everything like that you can use the app by the way the betting pros app download make your picks follow along in the
1: leaderboard ian i've talked enough go ahead what's your first pick of the week so my first pick of the week here um does does it matter what we start with total it really doesn't you get to start with whatever you want okay i'm gonna give I'm i'm gonna start out hot then i'm gonna give out my most aggressive pick um I would recommend most people probably take the spread here, take the points. But, um, I mentioned I've been doing well with my money line underdog picks. I got a little bit of a heat check this week. I'm tossing up a, I'm tossing up a shot from mid court here from the logo. Love this pick. Bengals plus two twenty five against the Baltimore Ravens. I'm taking them on the money line. You can get them what plus six, plus six and a half right now. Yeah. If you want to be uh, a little bit more conservative and I would not blame you. Um, But first of all, I think this is a big sell-high spot on the Ravens. I mean, you know this, betting on sports, especially the NFL, is a little bit like kind of the stock market. You want to buy low on some teams at some points. You want to sell high on some other teams. I think this is a big sell-high spot on the Ravens after that big comeback two weeks ago against the Colts on Monday Night Football Big win last week against the Chargers, who everyone's been praising lately. Uh, But don't forget, just like a few weeks ago, they needed a 66-yard field goal to beat the Detroit Lions, so this team's not unbeatable. And the Bengals have actually impressed me so far this season, especially their defense. Second in the NFL in opponent yards per play, and seventh in opponent yards per carry, and we know... That's huge if you want to beat the Ravens. You have to be able to stop the run. And the Bengals' run defense has been pretty solid this year. Ravens' defense hasn't been as good as people expected, especially in their secondary 21st and opponent yards per pass attempt. I expect Joe Burrow to have a big day. So my heat check game, my money line upset pick, Bengals plus 225 against the Ravens. Well, I think, like, I'm not going to take it with you, okay? I'm going to let you be
0: as hot as you possibly (laughs) could. Now, you obviously like that six and a half, as you mentioned, which is where it is, by the way, consensus right now, six and a half. I'm a little worried just about how good the Ravens are at home. They're just this absolutely Mm. dominant. On the road, like, obviously, the odds wouldn't be as good, of course. Um, But I do think that the Bengals are a much, much better team than I still think even the public gives them credit for. Their defense has really surprised me with how well they've played burrow again i expected to struggle early on in the season because i thought figured you know coming back from the injury both physically and mentally he would be a little slow but he has been great jamar chase has been elite out there and the ravens do have holes i think i might be a little gun shy just because of i was actually on the chargers last week against them and they just absolutely destroyed them so you realistically you think the Bengals are going to walk out of here
1: winners I like Bengals plus six and a half, obviously, a lot better. If you just want to take uh, a bet that's going to win, I think I Bengals and the points is a great bet. But uh, like I said, I've been hitting my money line underdog picks uh, this, so far this year. It's a heat check. It's a little bit of a like like heat check to see like exactly how hot I am. But I, I mean, divisional game as well, I think it's going to be close. I think the Bengals can win this. Also, two weeks ago when the Bengals lost to the Packers in overtime, I still walked away like more impressed with the Bengals, even though they lost, than what I was before that game. A
0: hundred percent. And they obviously could have easily won that game, of course, um, given all the field goal issues and everything like that. But I do think uh, that the divisional game aspect of it does weigh certainly in your favor because every divisional game just scares the crap out of you because you just have no idea. The teams know each other well. Obviously, we know exactly what Baltimore is going to do. It's really just about whether or not they can start them. Okay, I'm going to take a pick that I I really, I don't like taking this type of pick. Okay, so feel free. I want to know which side you're on. I'm taking a uh, road favorite, which is, don't love it. It's the Panthers laying three to the Giants. Uh, for me, there are just a lot of things working against the Giants in this game. First off, they're just generally speaking, terrible at home. Own 3 this year, 9-26 and at MedLife since 2017. Nobody's showing up to these games. The fans, when they do, they're pretty much just booing. So it's a road game for Carolina because they're away from home, but it's not exactly like they're walking into any sort of hostile environment Second, the Giants offensive line is really in terrible shape. They actually played pretty well early on in the season, better than I expected them to play. Uh, But you saw what happened against the Rams. A lot of that is Andrew Thomas, who also was one of the key cogs in playing better than I expected him to play. But he is now out for this game and on IR. And again, it's it's not just the quality of their linemen at this point. It's the consistency in the fact that they're constantly shuffling guys in and out because they're getting nicked up and they're moving guys from one position to another. It's really difficult to play with an offensive line. And that that's huge for someone like Daniel Jones, who's just much worse when he is pressured. 54% completion percentage when he's under pressure. And the Panthers, even on a bad day, get pressure. Like, they're fourth in pressure rate. They're one of the better teams there. So against this offensive line, with all, by the way, the injuries, the playmakers offensively, like, I don't expect Saquon Barkley. I don't expect Darius Tony, And I don't expect Kenny Galladay. To play at this point. So they're really down a lot of ammo here on offense. So I think they're going to struggle to score. And the Panthers, by the way, have a good defense. I know they had the J.C. Horn injury. Keith Taylor has subbed in pretty well. CJ Henderson is getting healthier. I don't think uh, Stephon Gilmore is going to be up for this game. But regardless, they are playing pretty well defensively anyway. And offensively, I didn't like the spot for them last week. Again, I said I took the Vikings, uh, Ian, because of the pressure. That's a big thing, I think, with Sam Darnold, which I know very well, having watched him for years. That is not where the Giants shine. The Giants do not get a ton of pressure. So I think that's pretty good as to what we're going to see. And as well, I think you heard them talk about the fact that they're going to run the ball here a little more, take some pressure off Darnold. That is good. The Giants are 27th in DVOA against the run. This game just kind of sets up well for me, for the Panthers. They need the win. They don't have to take chances to get it. you got a banged up Giants team in disarray. So 70% Ian, Panthers, laying 3 on the road to the Giants. Tell me what you're thinking.
1: Yeah, to be honest, out of all the games this week, the Giants-Panthers game is the one game where, like, I wish I wasn't betting on every single NFL game, because really? I really pass on this game. Oh. Um, I think this is the toughest game toughest game on the board this week, in my opinion. Um, wow. And, and, he, and what concerns me is, number one, the injuries, but what concerns me with the, with the Panthers, when you look at their stats compared to the first three games, compared to the last three games, just night and day. So, like... What ver- in my opinion, like what version of the Panthers team is for real? Are they more like the team they played like in the first three weeks, or are they more like the team that, that we saw the last three weeks? Um, Any time that there's a toss-up game, in my opinion, which I think this is, I end up just taking the team that's getting the points. So I am on the Giants, but like I said, I think it's, it's my least favorite bet of the week. I cannot argue against someone who's on the Panthers. I went back and forth for a while trying to decide who to bet on in this game. But it's tough. But, I mean, you made a couple of really good points. Giants uh, 8-21-1 against the spread in their last 30 home games. Yeah. So we're just it's terrible. 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 Uh, like Daniel, Daniel Jones is terrible at home compared to on the road. So those Correct. things are certainly going in the Panthers' favor. So uh, I am on the Giants, but I will not I will not argue too much uh, against the Panthers' pick.
0: So what's funny is that I I think that your point of like, well, which Panthers team are we going to see – I think you're going to see the version of the Panthers team that plays the crappy opponent, which is what we saw in the first three games. Now, the the Saints weren't terrible, but the Saints aren't that good or anything like that. The Jets and Houston versus what you see in the next three games, which is Dallas, Philadelphia, which their defense played fine, by the way. They easily could have won that game. But the Philadelphia defense is much stronger. And we'll talk about that maybe in a little bit. And I think people give them credit for. And then Minnesota. To me, honestly, offensively, I think this is a game, first of all, they have to win because they've got to get back on track, number one. And I think the Giants, man, I think sometimes, like, I don't have a model, I admit. Like, I don't have a model that I plug in and I come up with the appropriate spread. I know a lot of, you know, professional gamblers and everything like that. But I think this is just a spot right now where there are some things of regardless of sort of how it might look on the service level. You just dig deep into this Giants team. They look broken right now. And whether it's the constant injuries or whatever it is, I mean, they are just absolutely devastated at this point. I don't think they really have at this point that the mental, you know, I won't say mental wherewithal, but just where they are right now to be able to come in here and put it against a team that is desperate for a win. And again, I think the fact that they're gonna be able the Panthers to be able to take such like uh, a non risky game, essentially a safe game plan here, I think leads in their favor but that's fine you don't even want to bet it you did have to bet it and you bet against me so this is where the irresistible force meets the immovable object with this one all right get to your next game what do you want
1: all right so uh, i'll go i'll go i'll go my total my favorite total for the week here and i'm gonna go jets patriots under 42 and a half is what i got to that i think this is just a spot you can't overthink it Um, They already played once this season. Uh, I took the under in that game and it finished with a total of 31 points scored in that game. I mean, it's two bad offenses and two good defenses. So, yards per play, Patriots are 23rd, Jets are 31st. Red zone offense, Patriots 30th, Jets 28th. Points per game, Patriots 24th, Jets dead last. And then the defensive side of those stats, Patriots 13th, 5th, and 9th, Jets 9th, 2nd, and 18th. Interesting fact there about the Jets. Second and red zone defense so far this NFL season, which I, I did not expect before looking uh, into those numbers. Yeah, And obviously red zone defense is huge if we're betting on an under. Uh, you want those drives to end in field goals, not in touchdowns. So fifth and second in red zone defense makes me quite a bit uh, more confident. Also, Bill Belichick has been one of the most conservative coaches in the NFL so far this season with his play calling. Um, he's not taking a whole lot of shots downfield. Um, not going for it on fourth down, basically whatsoever. Um, the Jets offense has. has. <laughs> I apologize because I know you're a Jets fan. How dare fan. you? How dare they have you? Been you? know I take nonexistent. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Just non existent against decent defenses so far this season. So, uh, like I said, first meeting ended in 31 points. It's a bit of a low total, 42.5, which does scare me a little bit. But sure. I think when you look at the numbers, I think it's the only play you can make in this game.
0: Uh, that's the correct pick. Um, and I, I would have taken it as well. If not for you, as I look I, the way we've worked since the first game where I felt like I got the short end of the stick. Cause I didn't get Sean's picks, uh, the first week, pardon me, where I didn't get Sean's picks in advance. And he picked my favorite game of the week. And I was sort of like, all right, I'll scramble and pick another one. I now get our guests picks in advance just so I can know exactly what they are. Uh and this I immediately emailed back Ian and I was like, ah, that was definitely a pick I was eyeing as well. Yes, all the reasons that you said I think this is absolutely a game that is just going to lean heavily towards the under. And again, these there are a lot of these low totals and I think betters first of all betters like overs anyway, like casual betters, because you you want to root for something, then against something. And I think these low totals generally scare betters off regardless. But I really think there are a lot of teams that you can go with. I mean, again, I, I picked the Broncos under for the first like three or four weeks. I think that's been a good spot, generally speaking. I have it as well uh, tonight, so people will know when they listen. So I hope not Not on the under. I've teased the under up just so everybody knows. Uh, okay, I am going to stick with your least favorite game because you uh, you went with an over-under. I will also go with an over-under. and I will stick in this Panthers-Giants game, which is very funny to me because it's the game you're like, man... The one game out of the whole year that I need to get away from is this game. And I'm like, sweet, let me bet all my money on this game. (laughs) And it is. So the total right now, the consensus total at bettingpros.com is 43. There are some 43 and a halves out there. It's actually 42 and a half at my book, DraftKings. But the consensus line is 43. That's where most books are. And I am going the under. And it is basically for all the reasons I explained uh, before. I think the Giants are going to really struggle to put up points here. You know, whatever they are able to do. You know, defensively, we'll talk about that in a second. Offensively, it's just very difficult to see. I think for this to go over, you're going to need some sort of defensive score here from either the Panthers or something fluky, which again, always the worry when you have this high, uh, low a total and everything. But I do think, again, with their offensive line injuries, with how few playmakers they have, with how bad Daniel Jones plays at home, generally speaking, um, with how you know, bad he is, especially under pressure, it just really strikes me as a game that they're not going to put up a lot of points. And conversely, again, this is not me buying into Sam Darnold or buying into the Panthers offense. What this is buying into is Matt Rule understanding that they have to win a game. And the way to do that is to run the ball a ton against a defense that struggles to stop the run. And when you do that, when you run the ball, the clock keeps running. They're in no hurry to really get here. So I think this is another game where the game script sets up two teams that are not going to put up a ton of points a t- one of the teams that probably will win is going to run the ball a ton, especially when I think they they are leading in this game, as I expect them to win, and then they want to run out the clock. To me, it screams under as a low-scoring game, so I imagine you are avoiding this game entirely regardless of the over-under, but I'm going to go under here for under 43 is the official play for my second pick
1: yeah I was deciding between for this game I was deciding between the Giants or the under so I agree with you on the on, on the on the total play I would not be going over in this game whatsoever no. based on how these two teams have looked so far this season so uh yeah i I'm not playing the under but like I said I was deciding between Giants uh, and the points and the under I ended up going with the Giants on this game but I like the pick all right I will accept that then uh let's get to your third pick here I assume, is it a spread did you go one two three with uh each uh, the different one money line over under and then spread Yep. So yeah, my my favorite, uh, my favorite favorite on the spread. So usually I like to avoid double digit spreads. But this is one that I actually really like this week. And it's the Bucks over the Bears. Uh, I got a 12 and a half. And it's just a bad stylistic matchup for the Bears offense and a fantastic stylistic matchup for the Bucks offense. Uh, so 52.4% of the offensive yards gained by the bears so far this season have come on the ground, which is by far the most amount, almost 10% more than any other team. So they get um, like uh, the majority of their yards come on the ground and now they're facing a Bucks defense. That is one of the best run defenses in the NFL second in the NFL and opponent yards per carry at 3.4 and first Uh, in the NFL, an opponent rushing yards per game, only allowing 54.8 rushing yards per game, so if they're limiting teams on the ground, I don't know how the Bears are going to be able to move the ball against them, and then the opposite is true for the Tampa Bay offense, 79.97% of the Bucs offensive yards come through the air, that's the most in the NFL, and now they're facing a Bears defense whose weakness is the secondary, they rank 19th, in the NFL and opponent yards per pass attempt. So, um, like I said, I don't love betting double digit, uh, favorites in the NFL. Uh, but this is one that I'm going to back for sure. Cause it's just styles make fights. That's something I, 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 that's something I kind of hold true in most sports. And I think this is just a terrible stylistic matchup for the bears.
0: Yeah. So it is 12 and a half at the consensus line. It is 12, oddly enough at, at my book DraftKings. Um, I, I probably can't go there just because, like you, I just despise the giant spreads. If I did have to go one place, I think I would take the Bucks. And I, I was a little ambivalent on it early in the year and early in the week. Pardon me. I think really the issue is for me, you're right. They're not going to be able to run the ball. By the way, Khalil Herbert is also banged up. We don't know whether or not Damian Williams is even coming off the COVID list. So even if they wanted to run the ball, who knows if they could. But you're going to have to have Justin Fields open it up. And throw the ball here against a pretty decimated secondary that can certainly be beaten but do we trust justin fields to be able to do that is the question i mean when you can beat a team one way and the person who's in charge of beating them that way has not impressed the entire season it is difficult to see them covering this spread now we do antonio brown i think missed practice again today uh, so we'll see whether or not he plays but again the bucks are off the mini buy right because you know they played on thursday so they have a little extra time to prepare so i think like you if i were in your position i was forced to bet every single game i would take the bucks but it's a i'm i'm leery of the giant you know there's so many giant spreads right now this week out of curiosity we'll get there actually we'll get there later so i i want to know what you're doing with all the other giant spreads but i'm going to take a game ian i feel confident you're on the you're you have taken the other side of this okay so we'll see about this one Uh, I am going to take the Eagles, getting three points from the Raiders. Now, when I looked at this on Monday and I opened it up, I said, I'm pretty sure I'm going to wind up taking the Raiders because it felt like the right side. And then I dug into it a little bit. And uh, I think that the Eagles are not only going to cover the spread, but if I had more intestinal fortitude, I would take them on the money line because I do think they wind up pulling this one out. I cannot quit the Eagles. I have tried. I don't know why I continue to back them, but I am going to do it. But it's also sort of a sell-high spot for the Raiders, right? We had all these questions. How are the Raiders going to respond after the whole John Gruden thing? And they responded incredibly. And it was one of two ways it can go. And the way it went was, okay, we've got this giant weight lifted off our shoulder now. And they put up a tremendous effort there. But I think this is actually a good matchup here, uh, especially for the Eagles' defense. Because what you've got is the Raiders' that—what do they really make their money on uh, offensively? It's the explosive plays, right? Like, that's what they do. They lead the league in uh, pass plays of 20 plus yards with 32 overall, but the Eagles conversely are basically at the opposite end of the spectrum. They absolutely limit those plays. That's what their defense is almost designed to do. And, you know, even though they have played uh, the Bucks and the Cowboys and the Chiefs, they've allowed just 11 pass plays of 20 plus yards. So it is something where basically the Raiders strength meets the exact strength. Of the Eagles defense. The Raiders can't really run the ball. Their offensive line is bad. They're averaging just 34, uh, 3.4 yards per carry. Pardon me. They're 28th in rush, uh, rushing DVOA offensively. And the Eagles defensive line is very good. And Derek Carr, really, there are two ways Derek Carr succeeds when you watch him play. Number one, he, there is no pressure on him and he's able to have time and survey the field or number two, he gets blitzed pretty good against the blitz, but he is not good as most quarterbacks. When you're able to get pressure on him without blitzing, that is something the Eagles do very, very well. So offensively, at the very least, I don't expect the Raiders to have a huge game for the Eagles offensively, like the Bucs. They're coming off a mini buy. I think they finally found a little bit of something here with Miles Sanders, which everybody in the world, I mean, you have their fans derisively cheering when they finally gave Sanders a carry. And they don't do it on a good day. They weren't doing it against the Bucs, but Sanders has played well when he's gotten the work. He played well against the Bucs. When he got the work, you can attack the Raiders a little bit more here on the ground. Their secondary is also a little banged up. The uh, Philadelphia is getting Dallas Goddard back now. He's been activated off the COVID list. Siriano's got to get something going. Okay, they're 2-4. and four. They look stagnant on offense. He's getting a lot of heat. I think they're going to take this week to design a game plan. It's a basically a sell-high spot here on the Raiders as well. So I don't I don't hate the under either. It's 49-and-a-half uh, for me. But my official pick is going to be the Eagles getting three points. Against the Raiders in Las Vegas. Tell me you're on the other side.
1: No, so we're we're actually in agreement on this game now. I I didn't I didn't back the Eagles though, but if I was gonna take the spread out, I would have taken the Eagles. But I did take the bet that you just mentioned, which is the under. So I'm on I'm on the under in this game. I agree with a lot of the points that you just that you just made, two underrated defenses. Eagles are third in the NFL in a pony yards per play. Vegas is fifth in the NFL in a pony yards per play. Uh, both teams are good uh, against the pass. The reason why I didn't take the Eagles and why they scared me a little bit, and you kind of uh, alluded, it, uh, alluded to, it, to it there, you mentioned it. Um, Eagles are very good at running the ball, but they kind of refuse to do it. Yes, uh, they're like ninth or tenth in like <laughs> passing play percentage. Like They're just passing the ball like in the upper... Uh, third of the NFL but yet they're second in the NFL in a, in yards per carry like they're very good very effective at running the ball yes. but they just don't do it that much which makes no sense to me especially when your quarterback is Jalen Hurts like run the ball like I, yeah. I don't know I don't know what they're doing um they haven't shown me yet that they're willing to do it and um until they are I'm going to stop betting on them because actually you mentioned at the start of your pick too about how much you've been betting on the Eagles this is actually yeah. the first week I haven't taken the Eagles um, uh, on the spread or money line, so I've been betting on the Eagles almost every week as well. But um, I, I want to see them start running the ball more, so I am going to take the under instead. I think it's just two two underrated defenses. I'm surprised. Well, I saw the total. I, I, like I would have said it at, like 46, forty six, forty seven. Me too. Oh, me too. High.
0: Yeah, and, and to be fair, I, I wanted a, another spread bet here anyway just because I, I want to get into it. And I did like the Eagles when I got into it. And then I checked what the total was. And when it was 49, I was like, wait, what? So really, that's probably almost a better play. But you know what? Do an in-game teaser. Then tease the uh, total up and take the uh, the under and then tease the spread up for me, for the Eagles. And yeah, look, the Eagles, they they wound up covering the spread despite how bad they looked against the Bucks, uh on Thursday. But also, I do think... I don't want to do the fallacy of rational coaching, but I think at this point, like, you know, if you continue to do this, if you're Nick Sirianni and you continue to run this offense through Jalen Hurts passing the ball and they continue to lose like this, that's just devastating for you as a coach, as a rookie coach, when you have someone like Miles Sanders and they run the ball pretty effectively when they do. So they came out, you know, Shane like, and they came out, they basically were like, well, we got to run the ball a little bit more here. So I, I do think that, uh, that this is a spot for them to do that so all right let's recap the picks very quickly you're taking the Bengals on the money line against the Ravens at plus 230 that's dropping by the way I see a couple books now dropping it so get on it now if you like that you're taking the Jets and the Patriots under 42 and a half a pick that I like very much as well and the Bucks laying 12 and a half to the Bears I'm taking the Panthers laying three to the Giants I'm also taking the under 43 in that same game and I'm also taking the Eagles getting three in Las Vegas Let's run through the remaining spreads that we haven't touched down. Now, people, uh, you know what? I'm going to actually ask it. People listening to this, it'll drop, I'm sure, before the Thursday night game. But just in case, afterwards, so we can have our record, where did you go here with the Broncos and the Browns, since you have to pick every game? Right now, the spread, by the way, is at one and a half. I don't know if you were able to get it early enough at the, you know, the the Broncos getting three and a half originally.
1: I'm on the Browns. So I, I lock in my bets Wednesday night. So it did already drop down to one and a half. Okay. Um, I'm a big under-react guy when it comes to injury news. So anytime, you know, a player comes out like Baker Mayfield in this game, everyone's going to jump on the Broncos. I like to under-react to the news and stick uh, with that team. I did it last week. Russell Wilson got ruled out, uh, obviously, uh, with the broken finger. Yeah, sure. Geno Smith got uh, put in. Everyone uh, was betting against the Seahawks. They went with the Steelers. I under-reacted to it. I took the Seahawks on the spread, and it worked out for me. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm sticking with the Browns here, minus one and a half. I just think their offensive line is going to be able to get the job done. Denver's dead last in the NFL in third down conversion percentage, which is a bad sign for their offense. I think the Browns get it done. And Case Keenum's a, a very capable backup. Oh, yes.
0: Uh, Case Keenum's one of the better backup quarterbacks. Like he he could probably start for one or two teams here in the NFL. Uh, I'm uh, I'm going to say that this is a game that only betters and fantasy players can really love. But... Let's go to the Packers at home right now, laying seven and a half. There are some eight and a halves actually out there. So it's it's wild a little bit here. The Packers at home, laying seven and a half to Washington.
1: Uh, I'm taking Washington in the points in this one. Uh, I think it, people are overvaluing the Packers, uh, especially their offense. Everyone's looking at Aaron Rodgers, you know, reigning MVP. They're 18th in yards per play, only slightly better than Washington at 21st. 14th and third down conversion percentage, 22nd red zone offense, 15th in yards per carry. So statistically, they're an average offense. And defensively, fun little fact about them, dead last in red zone defense. Every single time an opponent has got into their red zone this year, they've scored a touchdown. 15 red zone trips, 15 touchdowns. That's right. not a good sign. I like Washington in the points.
0: All right. We already know you like the Bengals getting the six and a half, certainly from the Ravens. As you mentioned, how about your Falcons traveling to Miami off a of buy and getting two and a half points? No, giving two and a half points. I'm so sorry. Giving two and a half points.
1: Yeah, I'm going to back my Falcons here. I'm starting to buy in on them a little bit to pick them be completely honest, Dolphins, Panthers, Saints next three weeks. I've bought in on the fact they're going to be five and three and in the hunt for a wild card spot. But I think the Dolphins are the worst team in the NFL, quite frankly. And Falcons right now, eighth in red zone offense, fifth and third down conversion percentage. I think that's a good sign of, of this offense. I think Arthur Smith is kind of coming to his, into his own with his play calling. Matt Ryan, a little bit more comfortable the past couple games. So I'm going I'm to lay the points with the Falcons.
0: Yeah, the offense is definitely playing a little better. And the Dolphins are just in, in disarray. Right now, also, I don't know how you don't take the buy after London, because I, I believe they offer every team that after London and you can take the buy, and they opted not to. Terrible. There were obviously all the rumors about the Sean Watson, you know, yesterday. So that team is just ugh, tough. And even if the secondary gets healthier with Damien Howard and Byron Jones, like can't really trust them. So I am with you. Originally, when I first looked at it, I was like, oh, I think the doll, you know, they're they're not quite that bad. But I I do trust a little bit more the Falcons coming off the buy. How about the Jets are visiting New England? They're getting seven.
1: That was the under that I'm on. Uh, I think I, if, if I were to go with the spread, I think I'd have to take Jets and the points because their defense is extremely underrated. Like I said earlier, second red zone defense. So I would take the Jets and the points, but that, that's my under.
0: Yeah, it's a complete. I know you're on the under, of course. But I would uh, avoid. I can't take the spread. Like I just, it's, it's a terrible thing. I don't. Mac Jones, when you were laying a touchdown, is just not something I'm comfortable doing, despite the fact that he has played pretty well. Uh, and you're hopeful that the Jets off the bye sort of get something going here, but uh, it's a tough one. This one, I'm interested to hear which way you went. The Chiefs are visiting the Titans. The Chiefs are laying five. What'd you do with that one? I, t-
1: I just took the over. I mean, flip a coin if you're going to go the spread. Both these teams, just just some of the worst defenses in the NFL right now. The total totals what, up to like 57 or something, oh, I yeah, believe. Oh yeah, 57, yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's an ins- insanely high total, but I can't back either team based on their defense. I mean, the Chiefs laying points. I mean, their defense is literally the worst in the NFL right now. So I can't lay lay points. I I don't care who's their quarterback. I don't care how good their offense is. And then the Titans, I mean, their defense is almost as bad as the Chiefs. So on the spread, flip a coin, I guess. The Chiefs have the better offense. Both defenses stink. I'm just going to take the over and root for some points.
0: Yeah, it's a terrible game to bet, really. And it's, it's a weird spot, too, because the Titans are coming off that giant win on Monday night. Who knows what that does to them, you know, exactly. So, I mean, forced to pick a side, probably I'll take the Chiefs with get laying the points. But it, it's a game that this would be the game. And this would be a game that on a spread level, I would just try to desperately avoid. We talked about the Panthers and the Giants. Let's get to some of the bigger spreads. You've got the Rams laying 15 and a half. To Detroit in Los Angeles.
1: Yeah, this is a big plug your nose game. I think you have to take the lines at that many points. I I, I know you mentioned earlier you don't like betting uh, double digit favorites. No. I'm the same way, but where I draw the line is two touchdowns. If you're gonna if you're gonna lay uh, get, uh, a team is getting over two touchdowns, I have to take the underdog. I mean, this is the NFL. These guys are professionals, are professional athletes. They're going to show up. This is not college football. Alabama against South Carolina. Uh, these teams are going to show up. But, I mean, I'm a big stats guy. I look at stats more than anything else. And if you're going to bet it based on the stats, you have to take the Rams. Like, Rams are first in the NFL in yards per pass. Temple Lions are dead last. So you literally have the best passing offense against literally the worst passing defense. So all the stats say the Rams are going to win by, like, 30. But the NFL is just... yeah. 15 points is nuts. Yeah. The Rams could be up 21 points. The Lions score like a garbage time touchdown with a minute of left, course. and they're covering. So. Yeah.
0: No, I'm. that's the thing. I think if the Rams wanted to and they kept their foot on the gas, they'd win this game by 31 points, right? Like, they can do whatever they want, but they won't, right? Because at the end of the game, they're just going to ease back. And you're right. It just screams back to our cover. I agree. If I have to go somewhere, I am taking the points, as I do with most of these games. We talked already about the Eagles Raiders. We talked already about the Bears and the Bucks. Another big spread. Cardinals. <laughs> are laying um, 17 and a half points to uh, the Houston Texans. Uh, is this another point where you're just like, I, I you have to take the points or what?
1: Yeah, just take everything I just said about the last game and apply 17 and a half points in the an NFL game. And also, don't forget, like I can kind of actually understand a little bit more with the Rams, but like the Cardinals' defense, 18th in opponent yards per play, uh, second last in opponent yards per carry. Teams are getting 5.2 yards per carry on the ground against them. This, like... No defense that's like an average to below average defense should be a 17 and a half point favorite against an NFL team. Makes yep. no sense to me. You got to back the Texans here.
0: Yeah, I hate it, but I agree. Uh, and the Sunday night game, 49ers are laying four to the Colts. Uh, very interesting to hear what you think about this one.
1: Yeah, this is a, this is a, this is a tough game as well. I, I would put this right behind the Giants-Panthers as far as the toughest games yep. to handicap this week. Uh, I am going to lay the points uh, with the 49ers in this one. It really just comes down to they have, they have the much better defense. Um, really, both offenses are kind of comparable so far, um, especially like third down defense, which is something I look at quite a bit. Same with red zone defense. Uh, 49ers yep. fourth and third down defense. Colts are 20th. Colts are also terrible against the pass. and know the 49ers obviously aren't a huge passing team. But 28th in opponent yards per pass attempt, the 49ers will be able to do something against the air, against the, uh, through the air against this Colts team. I'm going to lay the points with the 49ers, but uh, it's definitely not one of my better bets of the week. It's a tough one.
0: Yeah, when I looked at this on Monday, I liked the Colts actually a lot, and now I don't. Um, it's just a stay away from me. I You know, the 49ers, you know, uh, at home as a favorite, it's not like something where I want to necessarily back Kyle Shanahan. Um off the bye, though, you know, with Jimmy G back in there, which which helps them, you know, from a betting perspective, at least in my uh, opinion, as of right now with the Colts, I really do like what I've seen from them a little more offensively, and they're getting a little healthier, at least on the offensive line. Of course, maybe Quentin Nelson comes back, maybe, but they've also got other injuries. Hilton is 50-50 for Sunday, so I don't think you can rely on him. They obviously just lost Paris Campbell, uh, and they have injuries on defense as well, so I think I would just if I had to bet like you, I would probably lean the 49ers, but I'm staying away. Uh, And finally, the Saints are visiting the Seahawks on Monday night and the Seahawks are getting four and a half points. What do you think?
1: Yeah, this is a very similar handicap to uh, the Sunday night game. I'm, I'm going to back the Saints laying the points here because it just comes down to the difference between the two defenses. Saints' offense is actually not good at all. No. Uh, and the Seahawks' offense has completely lost their bite uh, with, with Russell Wilson and Geno Smith in. But the Saints' defense compared to the Seahawks' defense, um, just completely night and day. Uh, Saints have the best rush defense right now, only allowing 3.3 yards per carry. Um, best red zone defense as well, which is absolutely huge. Also been a good road bet recently, 14-4 yeah. against the spread in their last 18 road games. So uh, I think the defense is what makes the big difference here. Obviously, if Russell Wilson was playing, it's a different story. But I'll, I'll lay the points with the Saints in this one just based on how good their defense has been.
0: Yeah, as will I. Coming off the bye as well, I think they've got plenty of time to prepare. And, it, you know, the, the Seahawks are a little banged up here after that uh, that tough game there against the Steelers. All right, Ian, excellent work. And again, every, look, you're an incredible job that you're doing this season. Like the number actually boggles my mind. So everybody make sure they follow you, but go ahead
1: and tell everybody where they can find you in your work. Thank you. Yes, uh, Twitter is probably the best place. Ian MacBets, I-A-I-N-M-A-C-Bets uh, in the Bacon Bets podcast uh, that gets released every Thursday morning where I break down uh, my pick for every single NFL game that week. So check that out as well.
0: Yeah, and I probably should, again, recap just all our picks, just in case somebody, you know, forgot what they were. The Bengals, uh, you were taking the Bengals on the money line, plus 230 against the Ravens, the Jets and the Patriots under 42 and a half, and the Bucks laying 12 and a half to the Bears. I am taking the Panthers laying three to the Giants, the under in that same game, 43, and also the Eagles getting three from the Raiders. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Again, I, if you're listening to this, we'll be back on Monday again breaking down with our early look uh, at the week eight NFL lines. And again, you want to watch this, you want to see a bunch of videos that we put out, go ahead and subscribe over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash betting pros. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'll talk to you again on Monday.